Welcome back, boys and girls. Uh, I've got a bit of an eye-opening topic for you guys today, and it kind of ties into some of my personal experience of late, and I'll get into that in a little bit. So, uh, just to ensure that this video gets the extra engagement from people screeching, Russian propaganda, we will indulge them and start with a Russian website. The Economist announced an unexpectedly high level of support for Russia in the world. It does sound like propaganda, doesn't it? Yeah, this is what you'd expect to read on a Russian website. Economist, two-thirds of the world's population lives in neutral and Russia-supporting states. Now. Again, be careful with the Russians, because they choose their words carefully. Now, as propaganda would suggest, you, you'd think, oh, okay, so two-thirds of the world world's population are for Russia. No, no, no. It said lives in neutral. Neutral and Russia-supporting states. Okay, so let's get to the highlight point. 131 countries takes a pro-Western stance, according to The Economist. Now, that's that's a bold claim. That's very impressive. And actually, credit to the Russians. You know, that's all highlighted. That's there, big on the screen, in bold. Biggest letters, in fact, on the screen. But fair play to the Russians again. They've cited their source. So let's take a look at the British source, which we have here. Disclosure, of course, because it's Western, it contains words that are contrary to local laws and regulations. So I have removed them so that I may conform because, yes, I do live in Russia. And uh, if that's upsetting to you, do please comment. Uh, it's very funny. But I've included the link so you can read it for yourself uh, without the edits that I've made. Um, there are some in the graphics that I can't do anything about. But yeah. anyway, let's get on. A total of 131 countries are against Russia, according to the analysis. Most rich ones in North America and Europe fall into this club. Anecdotally and interestingly, my wife said someone did an infographic where, in fact, the country's most supporting sanctions have citizens with the highest level of debt per citizen, which, are, which is quite amazing. According to the EIU, the West-leaning camp accounts for more than 70% of the world's GDP, which kind of lends in to the credibility of that infographic. I wasn't able to find it. I did try and look it up for you. But again, let's dismiss it as anecdotal. It's just one of those interesting things. But together, the countries opposing Russia account for only 36% of the world's population. Around two-thirds of people live in countries whose governments are either neutral or Russia-leaning. There again, focus in on that one. Either Two-thirds are in either neutral or Russia-leaning. China and India, again, vast population centers, which together count for around one-third of the global population, skew the results. The Chinese government, classified as Russia-leaning by the EIU, has avoided direct condemnation of Mr. Putin's actions and is unlikely to stand with the West. I think we can agree there. India's government, classed as neutral, has increased its engagement with the Russian government, especially through discounted oil prices. Uh, depending on the date of publication of this website, of this article on this website, I will also add to that, Victoria Newland has been doing the rounds um, in Europe and her colleague visited India, I believe, yesterday, trying to convince them to drop um, Russian supplies of weapons and military hardware. Once more, it turns out Russia supplies 46% of India's military hardware. So that's a big ask. And of course, the US was promising to replace that supply. Currently, the next biggest supplier of military hardware to India is just 12%. And I think that's the US at the moment. Um, trying to trying to bend Modi, but I don't think it's going to work. Moving on. 
is not just the governments of these hugely populous countries that are neutral or Russia-leaning. According to a survey in India conducted by YouGov, a pollster, in March, 40% of respondents approved of Russia's operation in Ukraine. Okay, so presumably 60% disapproved. 54% of those polled approved of Mr. Putin's leadership. And incidentally, compared to 63% who approved of Zelensky. Um, about 30% of the global population live in the 28 countries whose governments are classed by the EIU as leaning towards Russia. So that's the specific point. So if you actually want to focus on who's against and who is you know, explicitly stated as for or deemed to be uh, Russia-leaning, then it's actually 36 versus 30%. But we'll come back to that in just a little bit. Because the biggest point is very well summarized here at the end. But for now, by no means does everyone regard Putin and his country as pariahs. That neutral block, they are witnessing the Russophobia that's going on, the sanctions, the insanity, the censorship, the suppression, um, all this really outrageous behavior from the West. And whilst they may not have openly stated, because they're presumably looking after their own interests, which can be completely understood, it does not bode well. The backlash of trying to isolate Russia. German economist Andreas Beck said that the sanctions against Moscow did not lead to the isolation of Russia, but isolated those countries that introduced them. Again, source cited. I'd follow up from Alexander on the Duran, who yesterday observed that in the humanities sector of academia, um, usually and historically critical of the government, um, now are almost in their majority supportive of the government because this Western agency claimed that they now see how much the West truly hated Russia and perhaps their government was right all along. That was this Western agency's finding. I'll include a link to the Duran's video. Highly recommend you give it a watch. The Swiss TV channel SRF also announced that anti-Russian sanctions could hit the economies of countries that impose them. Okay, let's not take their word for it. Let's just quickly check the markets today. Well, holy moly, let's just refresh this. This is the USD versus the ruble. Okay, and now it's saying 79. In fact, earlier it was, oh, yeah, it was, oh no, 70, it just dropped to 78 on the dollar. Yesterday, I think the lowest on the Moscow exchange was 79. All right, that's just the USD ruble. Let's have a look at the euro. Uh, once again, let's refresh as we like to do. Let's get the latest reading from Yahoo Finance. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. We have to zoom in here. Down to 86 today. Okay, the Swiss are proving to be rather accurate. And let's refresh the GBP. See how the pound is doing. Uh, well, that's helpful. <laughs> it's down to 103, which helps my conversion when I'm in the supermarket of trying to work out. Let's just say it's 100, which it was before all this kicked off. Uh, let's get back to it. So, yeah, I, I think that's proving itself to be self-evident there. Uh, SRF said the rejection of raw materials uh, would hit the German economy. Um, windshield production was something that hit me. I, I, You know, there's things that you don't consider here. The New York Times, citing two high-ranking officials, previously reported that even among Western countries, there is no unity on the issue of future policy towards Russia. 
At the same time, NATO countries such as France, Germany and Turkey advocated continued contact with Russian President Vladimir Putin despite accusations of war crimes against the Russian state. And there we go. Uh, I'll just give you an example of this Russophobia and the effect it's having. So yesterday I posted a photo from the Butcher Massacre of March 19th was taken on April the 1st. So here is some evidence that was presented uh, by some analysts who used the sun, the, dis, the um, shadow, shadows here, to measure and ascertain what day it was taken. Uh, the downpour, there was obviously some rain uh, which lasted from the 31st to the 1st. So there's some weather involved. There's also temperature recordings and decomposition. They've really gone into it. But the point is, by checking the angle of the sun over the horizon, SunCalc found the exact time of the image and the direction of the shadows by searching. The photo was taken on April 1st at 11.57 GMT. That's not proof. That's pretty good evidence and... Um, you know, uh, sources sort of cited, and even the reasoning and how they arrived at that conclusion. So what did this tweet receive in response? Oh, yes. There we go. Fantastic. Hashtag Putin zombie. Brilliant stuff from Bob with his little Ukrainian flag there. Uh, fair play, though. He's got his, his Russian in there, so both sides can absolutely do it. Imagine... Oh, yeah. And some nice insults there. What does that do? That strengthens my resolve to ensure both sides of the argument are heard because it is despicable and unconscionable to me and my ethics and moral compass to block out one side of the argument. We saw it for two years during the pandemic where if you if you can't win the argument, don't have the argument. You get shut down. We've seen Scott Ritter now get suspended off Twitter. Matt Letizia now getting cancelled for not even declaring a stance, but even highlighting that the mainstream media has lied through its teeth for years since Iraq. Now, lately, with, um, can we even say COVID anymore? Still, yeah, have we forgotten about all that? You get my point. It is ridiculous. People are seeing it and it strengthens and cements that resolve. It is not propaganda and a lie that more and more people in Russia who may have been on the fence or even against the operation and all these events, these sanctions and the Russophobia is is pushing them towards the very person the West doesn't want it. And that will happen to other countries. And all at the same time, these measures are boomeranging back and affecting the EU. Why? Why am I bringing the other side why am I saying this thing? Because I want to warn the people back in the West from my country, stop your madness. Stop it now. I know it's a runaway train, as uh, they like to say on the Duran. It is a runaway train that the EU is now intoxicated with its own importance and power. But you need to slam on the brakes because you cannot, you do not have the resources. We're seeing it. And again, as you guys have rightly commented, and I've said myself, Russia is prepared for this for eight years. Fortress Russia policy. They've got their own payment system in Mir. They are nearly, they are energy and food self-sufficient. The inflation has been pretty much capped through these measures. There is little fluctuation in the price of the fuel and food. I'm not seeing any increases outside of foreign imports in the supermarket. And yet at the same time, we're seeing Germany announcing 50% hikes. I'm already, I'm seeing those protests in Greece 
Now, someone commented on a video, they went from 60 euros for their heating bill now to 450 euros. The Greeks, I think, you know, those hot-blooded Mediterraneans, they'll ignite. Uh, they are very politically aware, I would say, in Greece. In, Russia, in uh, Britain, people are more sleepy and apathetic, I think, towards politics. They just want to get on with their lives. But reading about a mother in Asda who broke down in tears because she was unsure if she could afford a 55 pence bakery treat for her child does not say, <laughs> does not speak to the, the foundations of the Western economies here and how they can withstand such a battering. I firmly believe the US will happily sacrifice EU in this hatred of Russia. And I really, I would urge you all to do your own homework. Don't take what I've said as verbatim, as Scott Ritter said, all the good that it did him. Do not take someone else's word. Do your own independent research. That's why I'm doing these things. I encourage you. That's why I give you sources that I'm citing for you to do further research. Do your own. Do not trust anyone when it comes to this information and forming your own opinions. And I would please ask, do not dress opinion as fact. Sometimes I may even fall foul of that. And I apologize if I do. But for the most part, I try and just give you how it is. Hence why I'm called hashtag Putin zombie, I believe. Anyway, I'm going to leave my rant there, guys. I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.